Baruch haba, listeners, viewers, I never know what to say. Uh, Baruch haba, anyway, thank you for joining us. Welcome, blessed be the arriver uh, to this, uh, another Genesis podcast with Not About Us. As always, I'm Scott. And I'm Brad. And this is Not About Us. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, right off the bat, uh, I just want to say, Brad, let's get this started right. Uh, go ahead and and kick us off in prayer, if that'd be cool. Sure thing. <clears throat> Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for podcast day. Thank you. Thank you so much for this. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to hopefully glorify you, give you respect give you honor in this study today yeah but if not as always you can glorify yourself so if that be your will we ask that that's what happens Hallelujah. we ask that you come in here today you be with us you guide us you help us find the things the, the things that are true the things that you want us to know and the things you want us to share as always we do this because it's truly not about us it's all for you and about you and we want to do it in a way that is honorable and and respectful to you. So we need your help. We need you to help guide us down that road. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for so much. Thank you for our Messiah. Thank you for respecting oh, us you. even when we didn't respect you. Thank you for giving us blessings and life and Genesis. Thank you for scripture. Thank you for everything. We love you. We respect you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Um, okay, so today um, I have one that's just kind of, I felt like a lot of it was not rehashing, but we're, we're still in the same Noah story. And I felt a lot of what I'm about to go into today, uh, in many ways, was just kind of covering the same stuff we already have been. So I was finding it a little difficult to find anything new. And then I kind of went, well, wait a second. Why do I have to find anything new? If that's what it says, that's what it says. Let's, you know, let's go over it. Yeah. Uh, but I, so I just wanted to kind of speak about what, what jumped out to me. Now I'm going to do, it's going to be a little weird. I'm going to do Genesis 7, 7 through 16. Uh, I was only going to do Genesis 7, uh, 7, like I think 8 and 9, or maybe just 7 and 8, but there's some verses towards the end of that, uh, verse 16, that connect, and I wanted to, I wanted to include them, but I'm not really going to go deep into some of the middle verses here. I'm going to do that next time. So you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about, hopefully, but for right now... Uh, Genesis 7, 7 through 16 are all the verses that I'll be reading here. Again, using the Hebraic Roots version. And Noah went in, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood. Of clean beasts and of beasts that are not clean and of fowls and of everything that creeps upon the earth there went in two and two unto Noah 
into the ark, male and female, as Elohim commanded Noah. And it came to pass after the seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day of the month, on the same day, were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. And the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. In the selfsame day entered Noach, and Shem, and Ham, and Yephet, the sons of Noach, and Noach's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them, into the ark, they and every beast after its kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth after its kind, and every fowl after its kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noach into the ark, two and two of all flesh wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as Elohim commanded him, and Yahweh shut him in. So there's a lot to that. Now, the middle parts where it talks about the number uh, really gives a lot of numbers there, and especially the dates uh, that this happened. I'm going to deal with that later. So I'm going to kind of just gloss over that right now in case anyone's wondering, well, why didn't you touch on that? I plan to uh, on a future date. I'm not ignoring it. Just uh, there was other things about this passage that I wanted to cover right now. And... The first thing is, now this, we, we've talked about this before, Brad, but this is a story, that this is a, 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 an analogy uh, to the crucifixion, mm -hmm. to the death and the resurrection. We've, we've discussed that. So this is the salvation, this is a picture of the salvation of Jesus Christ for humanity. And, and the whole thing, they're going into the ark to be, to be spared from the destruction that's coming. Now, even uh, the very first verse here, and Noah went in, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him, into the ark because of the waters of the flood. So even in that verse alone, and that, now that starts this whole section, but that verse alone just says, uh, they're going in. They're entering into salvation, essentially, uh, from a metaphorical standpoint. I mean, they're, they're entering into salvation from a physical standpoint, a literal physical standpoint. They're entering the ark where they will be safe and protected from what's coming. But, but it is a, a, a picture of entering into, uh, into Jesus yeah. uh, coming forward, right? Yeah. So what I found really fascinating was that when when the Torah was first written, it did not contain chapter verse markings. Those were added later. What? But but we I don't believe it to be a, a coincidence that this is Genesis seven seven. I mean it's 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 the number of Jesus right here. Uh, twice. I mean you know the whole the whole chapter Genesis seven. Uh, speaks of this salvation story going on and this is the the moment uh, uh, i mean the whole chapter genesis 7 
uh, is the whole story of the ark actually going through the flood. Right. Which, yes, that's uh, that's part of this. But this right here, Genesis 7, 7, it just struck me that that dual 7 happened right at that moment. And I, I personally, I just, I don't think it's a coincidence. Yeah, no, God knew exactly how many words in every language the Bible would be. Yeah. He knew exactly how it would be transliterated and translated. Yeah. He knew all of this. So, yeah, I mean, that's just another another example of how perfect Scripture is uh -huh. in every language. Yeah. You know, that's just, it's cool. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it, it is cool. It, it just struck me as, wow, what, what See, a perfect placement. That, to me, is one of those, not necessarily, I don't necessarily believe in coincidences, I believe in what I call God winks, my little right. my little moments where that's God kind of winking at us and saying, you know, I'm, I'm here with you. Uh, you, you know. Yeah. I heard one pastor say, there's no such thing as coincidences. There's only God incidents. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. But um, so then another thing I noticed is they all went in two and two. So it's not just that they were, uh, he, it's not just that Noah made sure uh, we had the right number of every animal, but they actually entered together. Mm -hmm. And it's a small little thing, but to me, it, it just, it speaks again of that, of that unity. We're going in together. This whole thing is, again, it's the salvation message and we're be it's like there's this emphasis on we're becoming one again uh uh everything male and female going in together yeah you know uh, entering in anything about that just that uh, i agree with that i mean all throughout scripture we see you know god created a system of um, uh, of husband and wife together mm -hmm. he created uh he created us to need him Mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah. we are the bride of Christ. Exactly. You know, there's always that that duality that, of, of of that connection, and and I think it's not just a mercy. I think it's a blessing because you know, as as uh, as creatures, if we're not able to find something and continue on, well, we'll we won't we'll die out anyway. But we're also statistics prove happier when we find that that mate that person that we that yeah. we go through these things with it's a, it's a much it's much easier to go through life's trials or challenges when you have support of some sort mm -hmm. you know oh absolutely and this is a picture of what god did to reconnect us with him so mm -hmm. so that's why yeah i do think it's important it's not just like they said okay it's time shoo all the animals on and they just kind of randomly right. just all scattered on it was like no that the lions went together the elephants went together the the jackals went together what what have you and it was like everything entered unified together and it's also and i think that is a picture of it's also orderly you know mm -hmm. they, they come in together at their appointed time i mean yeah you know, there's so much more you could even just say about just that just just the order of it god brought some order to a chaotic situation mm -hmm. you know now it says, uh, it starts off, and Noah went in. So he's the first to enter. 
Um, he is, among other things in this story, he is a picture of the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And Revelation 1, 5, the first part of it says, And from Yeshua the Messiah, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. And 1 Corinthians 15, 23 uh, is talking about the resurrection. Paul is, Paul is discussing the resurrection, and he says, uh, he's talking about how it's going to happen for everyone. And he says, each man in his order, the Messiah was the first. After that, those who are of the Messiah at his coming. Uh, and there, there's, there are other places we can talk about it. But the Messiah, Jesus was the first to enter in, to, 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 to be resurrected from the dead. Uh, uh, he, was, he was crucified, he died, and he was resurrected uh, by his own power. And then he brought all of us with him. So this is, to me, it's important that this is a picture that Noah goes in first. Uh, it's not just, okay, the doors are open. Let's get everyone. Come on. Come on. I'll be last. I'll seal it. No, Noah enters the ark very, the first. That was, there was a reason for that. Yeah. Because I, I did, I got to admit, I always had this idea of Noah just being the supervisor, the organizer, you know, standing over, okay, you guys go that way. All right, the, the, the pigeons are on deck. You guys get ready. Okay, hey, Shem, Ham, Japheth, uh, get, get, the, get the bears ready over here. And just kind of figuring everything out and organizing. No, Noah just goes in and everyone else follows. Yeah. And I think that image of that is because usually when the story is told as, you know, a child story, you don't really have anybody else but Noah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, he's outside the ark still while the animals are going in, you know, yeah. with his staff. And, and you know, he's he, he hasn't led them in. He's just standing out there. So I think that image, yeah. it's one of those things where where we've, we've, if we don't go into scripture and actually read it and comprehend it, we just remember our, our stories or when other people tell us, you know, we, we, this is one of those little things that doesn't get told quite correctly, uh -huh. um, that he did go in first. Yeah. Um, my, uh, for my boys, we, we listen to listener kids, which is a upbeat Christian. They take hymns and different songs and, and they make them a little more fun. And, uh, there's a whole series about Noah and he's always outside the ark. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's hardly ever actually in the heart, you know. <laughs> but it goes on, and on that line of thinking, it goes on to say that all the other animals went in, quote, unto Noah in the ark. Mm -hmm. In fact, it repeats that. It said twice. It said right away, but then it said towards the end of this, uh, towards, towards the end of this passage, uh, it says, of clean beasts and of beasts that are not clean and of fowls and of everything that creeps upon the earth, there went in two and two unto Noah into the ark. But then at the tail end of all of this, it says, and they went in unto Noah into the ark. Um, again, I don't think 
it's a coincidence that it's repeated verbatim. Yeah. I think here we have the two, the witness, uh, uh, verifying what's going on here, that Noah went in first, and just like 1 Corinthians 15.23 says, each man in his order, the Messiah was the first, after that, those who are of the Messiah at his coming, I think it's a picture of everything else not just go follows him, but they go in unto him. Mm. So the, the very wording here is not just, it, it's not they went in uh, into the ark with Noah. They went in unto Noah. Yeah. So it, this, is, this is a more directly, it's like they went in to Noah. Uh, does that make sense? Am I? No, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I see it here. They went in unto Noah, who was in the ark, you know, unto Noah, into the ark. So they followed him in, but it's like the very, the way they express it says they were going in to Noah. And again, as a picture of the Messiah, I think that's what's going on is we're going, the, the whole salvation experience, we're going in to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, not just with him, not just near him, uh, but we're going in to him. I guess I don't know how else to say it other than that. Is that no, it makes sense. And, and actually, that's exciting to think about that, you know, when whether revelation happens or whether we just die, you know, we're going to him. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're not, there's no... <laughs> It's not a it's not a pass go situation. <laughs> You're going straight to him, and how how beautiful is that picture? Yeah, and 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 just the importance of who he is. Uh, again, we're not just like Jesus isn't just welcoming us into heaven and going. All right, there's there's the grounds over here. There's the restaurant. There's the golf course. Go have fun. It's like no, we're going in. To unify with him. Mm -hmm. we, like, as you said, we are the bride. Mm -hmm. uh, we are going to Jesus. This is the, uh, the, the bridegroom is coming. The people are shouting. We are going to the bridegroom to connect, to unify, to, to become one again. Just that simple little wording here, the way it's phrased, uh, just hit me in a new way. Yeah. Now, again, man, I, this is not a touch screen, but I use so many touch screens. I'm sitting here going, why won't my screen move? Oh, yeah, that's right. I do that too. And again, the waters of the flood. We've talked about uh, how this represents the waters of the word. And Jesus coming to cleanse the earth, uh, the ark, he, he's going to wipe out sin. The ark is meant to protect us from that cleansing, you know, from that destructive process. But Jesus himself is the water that cleanses us from our sin. He's the waters of the flood represent Jesus as well uh, doing this. I don't think it's a coincidence that they go into the ark and it came to pass after seven days. So, seven is a reason. 
Again, this all points to the Messiah. Seven is the number of Jesus. Seven is the number uh, uh, of spiritual perfection. And it's the number of resurrections, the number of spiritual completeness. And it's also the number of rest, which is the definition of Noah's name. Right. So they all go into the ark, and then seven days later, the waters come. I just, it just jumped out at me as still making sure it's like, it's like God is going, are you getting this? <laughs> that this is directly connected to Jesus, you know? Just another little piece. Yeah, and well, and when you rephrase it, you know, and they went into the ark onto rest, you know, yeah. it, it, that also is a picture of what happens uh -huh. when we go on to Jesus. Yeah. You know, for the rest. Um, so now, a few things here. Whoops, um, wrong side. Okay. It splits up. It doesn't just say, Noah went in, his sons and his wife, and his sons' wives with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood. Of clean beasts and of beasts that are not clean, it doesn't just say all animals, all beasts. It splits them up into two categories. And of fowls and of everything that creeps upon the earth. There went in two and two. I noticed that it keeps it keeps giving us categories of four. Uh, now four is the number of creation. So this to me is speaking. Now I say it keeps giving us another situation. And Noah went in, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him. Yeah. Four. I think this is just another emphasis of all creation being saved. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense, yeah. So it splits it up also. Noah, his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives with him. This is all of humanity. This is literally all of humanity that is being saved at this point in time. But we have it here uh, uh, again. Create the number four can stand for his creative works, uh, universal. It can stand for the world, and this is, as far as humanity went, this is the entire world that is entering the ark. Now it's also we go to the animals, and we have another series of four. It's all of creation. It's all of his creation uh, entering into the ark. And we go on later, in the self-same day uh, entered Noach and Shem, Ham, and Yaphet, his sons, the sons of Noach, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his son with them. It keeps repeating this pattern over and over. I think it's just emphasizing just the fact that the entirety of his creation, this, and that's important. Because this, the, the salvation message isn't for some. I've heard it stated before, and I forget, I can see the guy's face, but I forget his name. He's someone who's, who's died now. Uh, he died fairly recently, uh, four or five years ago, I think. 
but it, it, was, it was a famous pastor. I, I can't think of his name. But one of the things that bugged me about him was that part of his preaching involved that one of the things he said is we give our lives to Christ and we be, and we become his but he's only going to take a certain amount of us there's actually a teaching out there that says he's only going to take a select few so basically what we're doing is we're throwing our names into the hat mm. and hoping that we are going to be counted, we're going to be drawn out, we're going to be counted worthy enough to go, whatever the criteria was. Yeah. Uh, no. This is, he, he wants his entire creation saved. There is no picking and choosing, you're good enough, you're not good enough. If you accept his gift of salvation, the Bible says, these things have I written so that you might know, not guess, not hope for, not wish for, that you might know that you have eternal life. And again, this, this kept repeating, it kept repeating, it kept repeating. Um, and in fact, right after that, and every beast after its kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth after its kind, and every fowl after its kind, every bird of every sort. It keeps repeating this number four. All of his creation that enters the ark is saved. So I'm going, I feel like I'm going on too long with this one. I made the point a long time ago, and now I'm just repeating it over and over. But that was important to me because of that. It annoys me when people say, uh, you know, uh, you, you've got to do more, or Jesus doesn't really love you that much, or some, some any anything along those lines. Well, it's not from Scripture. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> right there, that should be your warning sign. Um, if anyone preaches a, a gospel that is not the gospel from Scripture, then, yeah, you, you need to run the other way. Now, there's another thing inside of this, too. When we get, uh, because Noah entered, and then it says, his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives went in with him. So we have, again, in this, we have Noah, his sons, his his wife and his son's wives as a picture of the entirety of the world. But also in this picture, concurrently, Noah is a picture of the Messiah. And Noah enters in and his sons, his wife, and his son's wives went in with him. So in that subset, we have a series of three following the Messiah, so to speak. And again, three is a, a divine completeness and perfection so it's a perfection of what? It's, it's the completeness of what? And again, to me, I go back to, it's all the people in the ark. Noah representing the Messiah saying, come with me. So everyone else is what's everything else of humanity. Yeah. Now, so what do they represent? That got me thinking. And I don't really have a perfect absolute answer for this oh this jumped out at me this made sense but i did i i believe some things and this is just something for you to ponder uh, i believe among other things it represents 
the levels of intimacy with God. Uh, so, and, and various members of the family. So essentially we have his sons, which, which we are sons of God. You know, we have the wife of Noah. We are the bride of Christ. We have, uh, essentially other relatives, you know, his son's wives are part of the family, but they're not as immediately connected with Noah. To me, it kind of spoke as there, there's all sorts of people in the world who have, are connecting in a different way with God, who are more intimate than others, who have a deeper relationship. But God has said, thankfully, all you have to do is accept my gift of salvation for eternal life. There's much more to it for the relationship, but at that level, everyone enters the ark. Now, we can have people on this planet, and, and I believe in heaven we're going to have greater rewards based on what we did here. Right. But I believe everyone who accepts that gift is in. They're in the ark. They're in heaven, whatever you want to call it. And But there's different levels of relationship. We are his sons. Do we know him as father? I mean, are we being intimate with him in that way? We are the bride of Christ. Are we intimate as his lover? Uh, do we know him in that way? Are we, are we relating to him in that way? And the others, uh, friends, I'm sure he knew them. I'm sure he spoke with his son's wives. I'm sure he, he was familiar with them and, and uh, uh, conversed and, and enjoyed their company and what have you. Are we the friend of God? Uh, there's, there's so many levels to our relationship with him. And I think this kind of covers all of them and kind of makes the statement, they're all going in. Your level of relationship with God, uh, yes, it's important, but the, the lower levels, so to speak, still get in. Yeah, I, I had a picture pop in my head one time that I, that I sometimes think about when I'm trying to figure this kind of thing out. And it's when Jesus was feeding the masses. And I, and I sometimes think to myself, would I rather be just one of the masses listening to God and being fed by God? Or do I, would I rather be one of the ones that was passing out the, yeah. the, the, the bread, passing out the mm -hmm. fish, you know, the loaves and the fish? Do, or would I rather just be one of the masses enjoying it or do I want to actually be an active participant? Because with that, there comes there comes some challenges, but there also comes quite a few great rewards. Mm -hmm. You know, an intimacy yes. rather than just a mm -hmm. friendship. You know? Oh, exactly. So uh, that's kind of, uh, that. When I was, I don't know when that popped in my head, but that popped in my head in the past, and and that and I kind of think about that. Do I want to just be one of the masses, or do I want to be one of the servants? Do I want to be, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of that was kind of ringing true yeah. what you were saying here. Yes, yeah, different. And and one of the things I thought about this too was the fact that we are all members of His body. We all have a different purpose, and there are uh, He God doesn't want every single one of us to be passing out the bread mm -hmm. and the fit the loaves and the fishes because all right, I've got the loaves and the fishes for where where's. <laughs> Who do I give them to? Right. You know, I mean, it's like we, 
if you think of it that way, it's like we all have a part to play in this whole thing. Um, again, I thought of a, uh, there's a Rick Joyner in, uh, I bring this up all the time, but in the final quest in the call, I believe it's in the call, he's talking about witnessing the army of God. Mm -hmm. And the first army, there are three armies, but uh, I'm talking about the first army. There were generals, there were captains, there were privates, there was every rank, but rank was given for strategic purposes, not because the generals were better than the privates, not because any rank was, you know, better than anyone else. And they said they all marched and they knew their place and they had their function. Imagine if the whole army was generals, you know, nothing would get done. Right. You'd have orders going out and no one to accomplish it. God understands what needs to be done and who needs to be there. And the fact that this person is giving orders to that person and this group of people does not make that person more superior. It just means that is a, is a role that needs to be done. And these are roles that need to be done. And if we had all privates and no one guiding, and if we had all generals or all captains, nothing would get accomplished. And God is aware of this. And he said, and this army was marching like a family. They said no one, no one cared about their rank. They just knew the job had to be done, and they loved him and wanted to see it done. Uh, and there was no superiority complex. I'm better than you. Right. It was. It was just the whole. The army was marching in perfect unity. And that's kind of what I see here, as a piece of this. Everyone going in has a little different connection. It, it's like they're highlighting different aspects of how we connect with God. But it's, but they're all saved. They're all in. It's not like, um, um, okay, you get the first class seat, but you, you know, <laughs> you, you got to sit, you know, among the dung heap. Right. Know? I don't know. Any thoughts with that? No, I don't think so. Then I'll go ahead and wrap this up here. I just have one last thing to say on this. Uh, and again, next time I'm going to go back and get into these numbers and some of what they mean. Uh, so I'll, I'll get deeper into this and maybe I'll cover some other things that I missed here. But the very last thing, and Yahweh shut him in. That's always struck me. Uh, I remember this as a kid, just understanding this, that Noah and his family didn't shut the door. Yahweh shut them in. The hand of God just closed the door behind them. And that to me just speaks of the fact that in this covenant, it's Yahweh's part to fulfill. It's, it's our part to obey. Noah could have said, no, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not going in. And his family, they could have said, no, we decided not to go in. We're, we're not going to build this ark. We're not going to gather the animals. We're, we're not going to obey the word of the Lord. But Yahweh's the one that caused it to rain. And Yahweh, his hand closes the door uh, behind them. He seals them in. He protects them. Uh, that's just an... A loving picture for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
and it proves that he's a trustworthy source. He makes good on his promises. Mm -hmm. He himself makes good on his promises, which when the God of the universe <laughs> makes good on his promises, yeah. you know, that's an impressive, mighty sight. So that's all I got for today. Uh, it just, it felt in some ways there, I debated whether to get into the Hebraic roots of some of these words and stuff. And I kind of felt like we'd already done it in previous chapters. I could re I could recover them here. And, but I felt like I was just kind of rehashing a lot of what we'd already done. So, um, that's all I got for today. Anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? No, I just think there was a fair amount of new information there that I like that. So cool. No, I enjoyed that. All right. Well, I hope you liked it. Uh, as I said before, uh, we'll get into the same verses and the numbers in those verses, at least a little bit deeper on a later podcast. Uh, but for right now, uh, hey, be blessed. I hope you enjoyed it. And, and I hope God is ministering to you in each one of your lives as you listen to this and beyond. And as always, this has been Scott. And this has been Brad. And this is not about us.